It's time for a snack. Is butter a carb? Are you hungry? Yes, I am. Are you hungry? Yes, I am. Snack time on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Let's go to eat a damn snack. All right, it's 446 here on the Blitz 1170, streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app. Thank you for tuning in. John Holcomb coming up here in just a few moments as we head into the 5 o'clock hour. But first things first, a delicious snack. If you were a member, or excuse me, a passenger flying on the Alaska Airlines plane when the door plug flew off mid-flight, remember, 16,000 feet, and then the plug fell, what would I say that that thing weighed like 58 pounds and crashed into someone's backyard in Oregon? And it left a gaping hole in the side of the aircraft where it sucked the shirt off of a young boy, it twisted the metal frame on chairs. If anyone had been sitting there, they clearly would have been sucked out of the plane. Did you see what Alaska Airlines was giving to the members of the flight as a we're sorry no i didn't and unfortunately in our news cycle these are the sort of things that that don't make the kind of news that the initial story makes right no not at all by the way have have either of you been given a voucher before for something that happened like on travel no no i haven't i got one a few years ago because they uh, ended up costing us a day of our vacation with with problems through Southwest. So Southwest, out of the kindness of their heart, sent me a $100 voucher. Hey, sorry. Sorry for you having to not only miss an entire day of your vacation, but to turn your life upside down. And not just your life, but your three-year-old's life and your wife's life as well they sent us each a 100 voucher and said oh yeah by the way by the way you got nine months to use this buddy <laughs> nine months oh my gosh i know i know absolutely insane 300 the expiration date is yeah that's that's the most offensive element yeah 300 dollars which something that I think ended up almost costing me another thousand on top of that because of what they put us through. But so you're uh, on a flight and uh, door gets sucked off the side. Each member of that flight has been offered fifteen hundred dollars to compensate for the harrowing experience. Wait a minute. So you mean to tell me that the, the amount of money that you consider my life worth almost being sucked out of an airplane's fifteen hundred bucks? Thank you. Hold for, out for more. Yeah, thank you for you guys. Oh, but out of the kindness of their heart, Alaskan Airlines also said, don't worry. Hey, hey, don't you worry. It's not just 1500 You know what we're going to do? We're going to give you a nice drink voucher as well. And and we'll also refund you for your ticket that was that was spent on a very short flight. Because any of those people are yeah. going to fly Alaska Air ever again. Would you ever get back on that airline no. again? Ever. <laughs> There's not a chance. I haven't been back on Southwest since, and don't plan to, based off of that $100. Get out of here. Uh, on this date, January 16th, 1988, we had ourselves a situation. Does the name Jimmy the Greek mean anything to you? You see, CBS sports commentator Jimmy the Greek Snyder was fired a day after making racial comments during an interview with a local reporter. 
Snyder, who worked for NFL Today pregame show as an odds maker, was asked about race in the NFL. While eating at a local restaurant in Washington ahead of the NFC Championship game, he later apologized but never worked on football coverage again after the incident. Uh, have you ever heard the audio from Jimmy the Greek? Oh, yeah. Colby, have you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is a rough, rough listen where he basically says, and I quote, which is like, now basically African-Americans want to take over coaching positions too. What's going to be left for the white people was an, an exact quote from Jimmy the Greek. And you're like, oh, my God, what are you doing? And the fact that nobody stopped him or stopped the interview at at all is like a, it's like a point of pride. <laughs> I was like, my God. Yeah, he's a prime example of someone watching their entire career go up in a giant, giant. On live television. <laughs> flaming ball on live television. Absolutely uh, insane. All right. One thing that we didn't talk about because we've had so much. I hinted at this, but it looks like that Pete Maverick Mitchell will be back in a third Top Gun movie. Yes, after the success of 2022's Top Gun Maverick, in which it grossed $1.49 billion worldwide, uh, the website Puck, that's Puck, P-U-C-K, reports that Paramount has commissioned Top Gun Maverick screenwriter Aaron Kruger to start work on a third installment of the franchise. Also, Hollywood Reporter said that the studio also plans for the same director to return. And for Cruz to reunite with his co-stars Glenn Powell and Miles Teller for the unnamed Top Gun 3 title. So this is where I believe, Scott, that you admitted to me that you still have yet to see Top Gun Maverick. Is that correct? That's correct. It's still, it's still sitting in my DVR. I haven't watched it. Because I was told I had to watch the first one again to watch the second one. Because it had been a long time since I'd seen the first Top Gun. So... Every time I was going to sit down to watch Top Gun so I could watch the second one, something would come up. So, I no, I still haven't seen it. It's still sitting in my DVR. Is it Oscar-worthy? No. But it was just awesome to just be in the theater movie, when that yeah. was on. It was it was yeah. almost like when The Force Awakens came back from Star Wars. You're like, ah, ah, Chewie, woo! It was, it was great. Also, I don't think you need to rewatch the first one to watch. I don't the think second. so either. No. You don't. No. See, I was I mean, told you there... remember watching the first one, right? You remember elements of it, right? Yeah, vaguely. Okay. Like I said, I mean, it's been the, a long time. The entire love interest of Top Gun Maverick, spoiler alert, <laughs> is from a girl that you didn't even meet in the first episode. She's referenced one time. One time in passing. That's at it. At the very beginning of the movie, right? After they buzz the tower. That's right. So that, I don't even know, like, you probably, most people, I don't even know if, if they would have caught it. If they watched the movies back-to-back -back even. Okay, so this is the question I want to ask before we get into other elements on this date and birthdays. Do we rush to the sequel too quickly when we have a successful feature film? And I know we didn't with Top Gun, so this was an outlier, but... After it made $1.49 billion, <laughs> I think most of us assume that, all right, we're going to see Top Gun 3 at some point. Now, I don't know what's going to happen now. You know, I don't know if they're going to, you know, fire up a you know, Kim Jong-un related <laughs> pilot or whatever. I, I, I have no idea. 
what the storyline will be. But I can tell you this, my ass will be in the theater to watch it just because of how awesome Top Gun Maverick was. Absolutely. But do we do we always rush to, oh my God, that made so much money, let's do another one quickly? No, I think you have to do it quick, right? Otherwise, if you wait too long... Does it ever live up, though? When well, it's done no, quickly? it never no. does live up, but that's, you know, that's just kind of the curse of, of anything that's great. And, and listen, I'm a hypocrite because I've seen every Fast and the Furious movie <laughs> in the theater, right? <laughs> I haven't missed one. Every Jurassic Park movie. I'm there, right. baby. I'm going. Yeah. If they had Titanic 2, Resurrection of Titanic, oh. I'd be there. <laughs> Unless they cut two hours off the original time. Count me out. <laughs> I but want him to I, add time. I, yeah, I think you have to You have to get on it quickly. You have to capitalize, I think, on the hype. But also, what if your main character dies four years later and you still haven't made the movie, right? Or, or aging. Oh, I know. And like, yeah, I think you just, if you're going to keep the story going, I think you gotta you got to move. Like Fast and the Furious. It's like, oh, don't worry. Spillner's just over babysitting right. his kids right now. That's, That's right. the reason we haven't seen him. Wait a minute. You mean Spillner doesn't want to get in the action to where a nuclear sub is chasing them on a big frozen lake? Come on, man. That doesn't seem like Brian Spillner to me. Exactly. Because we can't have hologram Spillner yet, even though we're going to get there at some point. All right, uh, one final one. Scott sent this one along. Um, This is pretty funny. As someone that rather enjoys a free sample from time to time at Sam's or Costco... Guess who was handing out free samples at the uh, Costco in Irvine, California? I, you know what? I've been to this Costco. I've been to this one in Irvine. Former Oklahoma Sooner Blake Griffin <laughs> was, <laughs> was uh, yes, putting in some work on behalf of the clean nutrition company that he's invested in and was part of the group that was giving people out the samples at Costco, which I think is uh, pretty hilarious. Like that. That looks like Blake Griffin. Are you sure? Yeah, I think it is. It's Blake Griffin. All right. Um, important dates on January 16th, 1980. Paul McCartney arrested in Tokyo for possession of a half a pound of marijuana. Yo, I didn't know my man got down like that. A half a pound? The remaining part of the tour was canceled. Not quite as much as... Nate Newton, who had a round bale of marijuana. Remember, <laughs> Nate Newton was arrested for having a bale of marijuana. <laughs> Half a pound. Uh, there's a lot of football games on this date, including the, uh, let's see here, the Dolphins beating the Chargers in the AFC Divisional round of the playoffs in 83. Uh, we'll skip ahead to the Beastie Boys becoming the first act to get censored on American Bandstand on this date in 1987. What, they didn't like I Got More Rhymes than Phyllis Diller? Uh, 1988, Got My Mindset on You by George Harrison became the number one song in America. Number one song through the 22nd of January. Also number one in Canada, Belgium, and Australia. And on this date in 1988, the St. Louis Cardinals football team announced that they were moving to Arizona after spending 27 years in the city of St. Louis. Born on this day, now dead, Ethel Merman. January 16th, 1908. <laughs> First lady of musical comedy. Uh, Dizzy Dean, born on the stage January 16th, 1910. Passed away in 74 at the age of 64 from a heart attack. Dying on this date, Glenn Bell, the founder of Taco Bell, 
at the age of 86 from Parkinson's disease, January 16, 2010. And Marshall Field, American businessman, founder of Marshall Field's department store, dying of pneumonia at the age of 71, January 16th, 1906, again from pneumonia. Birthdays on this date. Happy birthday, A.J. Foyt, race car driver, born in the state in 1935. Ronnie Millsap celebrates a birthday today, 1943. John Carpenter, born on the state, 1948. Uh, the inventor of Auntie Anne's pretzels. I have been a consumer at one point in time a in my staple life. staple of every mall of the 80s. Born on the state, 1948. Debbie Allen from Fame, 1950. Uh, let's see here. Jack McDowell, Black Jack, celebrates a birthday on this date, 1966. The great, and maybe one of the greatest to ever do it, Roy Jones Jr. celebrates a birthday today, 1969. Very much so. Born on the 4th of July, actor Josh Evans, 1971. And from Charles in Charge, Josie Davis. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Overrated. Turns 44 today. Kate Moss is 50. Joe Flacco is elite, turns 39. Joe Horn turns 52. Jim Caldwell turns 69. Mark Trumbo turns 38. And Albert Pujols turns 73. I'm kidding. It actually says he's 44, but that's a joke because no one really knows how old Albert Pujols is. I would say more along the lines of 54, but happy birthday to Albert Pujols, who says that he's turning 44. You know he was like 18 years old playing against middle schoolers and raking, right? Oh, of course he was. Absolutely. He was probably like that guy. My dad used to tell me, and he swears that this was true. That when man, my dad's, my grandfather worked for the pipeline, so they moved all over the place in Texas. My dad was in a, a ton of schools before uh, finally settling and went to the same high school all the way through. He swears to me that in West Texas, when he was in third grade, he had a 17-year-old in his third grade class. Like, he, <laughs> he, he would swear that that was true, and I always told him he was full of it. Like, that would be Albert Pujols. Albert Pujols would be like 17 and in the third grade or playing <laughs> middle school baseball before uh, ultimately coming here to rake in Major League Baseball. All right, we'll take a timeout. It's 5 o'clock straight up. John Holcomb will join us next year on the Blitz 1170 as we get set to preview Kansas and Oklahoma State here on the Blitz 1170. Need a little help? We got you. The Blitz helpline is always open 24-7 at 918-878-1552. Complaints, questions, comments, mad about a third down call, literally anything. Comment is for um, AM 1170 I can't believe that management doesn't listen to their own program. Because if they did, they'd surely be embarrassed. Just want to say thanks. I love you guys, Joe. You guys got to get fun. I hope you all The Blitz Helpline at 918-878-1552. The Tulsa Oilers are back on the ice and shooting for a place in the playoffs. Saturday the 27th, 7.05 at the BOK Center. It's Scooby-Doo night. Don't miss the Oilers as they eat their Scooby snacks and take on the Idaho Steelheads. The first 1,000 fans get a free youth jersey. Get your tickets now at TulsaOilers.com. Come on, gang, to the mystery machine. Experience hard-hitting, glove-dropping, pulse-pounding, glass-rattling kind of thrill. Tickets at TulsaOilers.com. This is your town, your team, your Tulsa Oilers hockey are back.